Hello and welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland. We are on episode 55. There are many ways to decide. Are you choosing intentionally? Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also, as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here. Because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. All right, here's a statistic that might freak you out. It freaked me out when I found it, but it says that the average person makes about 35,000 decisions a day. And I was like, what? Like, how can that possibly be? How can we have all those decisions in any one day? Of course, there's so many of them that we're not even aware of. What am I going to have for breakfast or what am I putting on? Or I don't know, just maybe we're mindlessly deciding. But I want to talk today about all the different ways there are to decide and are we choosing intentionally? Because some of those things like what am I going to eat for breakfast or what color socks I'm putting on, like who cares? Well, I actually do care about what color socks I'm putting on, but to some people it doesn't matter. But you know what? In a team and in work, it probably does. And especially if you're in a leadership role or a management role or you're leading a team, because you know what's hard? When you as a leader make a decision and then you tell people what the decision is and then they complain about it, like all over the place. Have you had that experience? Like they don't agree or they think it's the wrong direction or isn't the choice they would have made? Or maybe you even state a decision in a meeting and no one says boo about it, but then they go out of the room and they complain about it. Ugh, that's no fun. So let's talk about making decisions and choosing intentionally how to make them, being more transparent about how we make them. And let's bring to the surface some of those 35,000. I can't let go of that. I don't know. And I think who comes up with that? But anyway, all right. So this is an important part of this podcast is, you know what? The leader gets to decide how to decide. And if you go out of a meeting And I know I've done this before. (laughs) I've gone out of meetings and I'm like, that was a stupid decision and complained about it. And maybe I didn't complain publicly, but maybe privately, or maybe I even came home and I griped about it. It means that we're not being a very constructive team player, are we? Because we're not supporting that leader and we're not supporting the decision. Think about that. And I'd also encourage you in this podcast to think about how leaders that you've worked with in the past have decided. There are a lot of ways to decide. 
some of which are more inclusive than others. What I want you to be really cognizant of is recognizing the choice that leaders that you have worked with have made and the impact that that has had on you and also the organization. It is really a fascinating journey into a process that sometimes we even fail to recognize and label in a deliberate fashion. So we're going to label it today. I mentioned the leader gets to decide. They're the leader, right? They they have the power to decide. Um, And there are advantages and disadvantages to each of these. But I want you to kind of visualize a spectrum of choices. And let's say on the very left side is authoritative. I get to decide on my own and I'm taking action. Let's go with a scenario for our purposes today that I want to add a senior leader to my leadership team. There isn't like a committee that I have to report to or shareholders that I have to get approval from or a board or whatever. So this in my imaginary company, I get the right to hire who I want. I go out to a recruiter, I screen, I interview, and I hire someone. And then I bring the newbie into the leadership team. They show up and voila, here's a new member of the team. That is absolutely a choice I could make. I don't know that a lot of leaders would do that because there are, of course, a lot of ramifications, but that is certainly an option. And that would put me very much on the authoritative side of the spectrum. The second option, if I veer in more towards the right, I could inform the rest of the leadership team of what I'm doing. I could let them know that I'm doing this and also communicate why I'm not engaging them. So informing is the second. I could also do a third approach, which is consult with them, maybe even engaging them a little bit in the process. But even if I consult with people, I am still the decision maker. If we look at the left side of the spectrum, it is more about either I decide and take action or I inform you of what I'm doing, or I consult with you, but I still decide. And all of these are my rights as a leader. And I know some of you are screaming and sighing like, no, that's not very inclusive, Cindy. Oh, way to not be very collaborative. Like that will go really well with the team. And I know you're rolling your eyes and you're like, that's not awesome. And of course it's not awesome, right? But sometimes truly I get to decide how I want to decide if I'm the leader. And maybe doing this on my own for some reason unknown to you is actually the best strategy for both me and the organization and the team right now. There may be information that you don't know about, about why I'm doing that. And maybe the team will not be helpful in this process. So I head in this direction. Of course, if I do as the leader, I have to deal with that sense of shock from all of you on the team, um, your shock, your confusion, maybe even your feelings of betrayal. Because as a team, I'm probably going to get a lot of emotional kickback and a lot of complaints. I do need to understand and manage the consequences of my decision and the way I decided. With all that said, I could veer more to the right side of the continuum and I could choose to be more inclusive. But even if I veer this direction, there are options. I might have several viable candidates and I bring them in 
consult with you. You're, of course, here in in my makeup scenario, (laughs) you're on the team. I bring in several viable candidates and use the Democratic method. We vote and the majority wins. I could absolutely make a hiring decision that way with your input. Or I could also try to seek a consenting approach, meaning that I ask everyone for their input. We go with the majority and the default is that you're going to buy in and support the majority and only speak up if you absolutely can't live with the decision. Consenting means that I will consent to the decision and I will buy in and support it. I'm not going to go out, even if I disagreed and my candidate wasn't picked, I'm not going to go out and say, oh my gosh, I can't believe we hired this bozo and this person isn't going to work. I don't do that thing. Consenting means I align to the majority. And then lastly, I could also choose to decide by consensus, meaning everybody has to agree. And while this is absolutely the most collaborative option, oh my goodness, this approach is very time consuming. It's also fraught with a lot of possible emotions and biases, particularly in a high stakes decision. If I want to be more inclusive, I also get to choose democratic, consenting, or consensus option. And again, I need to go into this knowing the advantages and disadvantages of each. But now I want to flip it around to look at this process of inclusivity through the lens of the team. That's you, right? Because you're a part of my team. And I think, again, the really important message here is that most times, most of these processes happen without thought and planning and discussion. But you know what? Being aware that there's some choices here is your chance to change that. Because if I really am that collaborative and inclusive leader, which obviously I would be, then you as a part of a team also have some responsibility in the decision-making process, meaning you get to provide input. And if the decision is not what you want, then you have to go out and support it anyway. Your messaging isn't, well, like, I can't believe we're doing that. That's so stupid, blah, blah, blah. Because, well, then that means you're like sabotaging me and the team. And I know maybe you think it was really a stupid decision, or maybe you really wanted more input. So let's prevent that whole ugly episode by understanding how to provide good input when it comes to a democratic or consensual decision. And here's what we're going to do. And again, I want you to think of the choices here on a spectrum from left to right. So again, these are the choices you now have as a part of the team. On the left side, you're simply in favor of or support the decision. So let's say I have presented a really strong executive in front of you and you think, holy smoke, Cindy, you totally rocked it. And I'm like, well, thank you very much for the feedback and support favorite employee. (laughs) And you just agree with me, which of course I would love. The next choice is if we're going again, now we're veering from left to right, you're okay with the decision, but you have some reservations. Now in this scenario, of course, you have to identify what those reservations are. And it's up to me or the team as a whole to address those reservations and try to move you to the left which means you're in favor of, 
Or maybe you actually get more information and you move to the right. And the right is the third option is mixed feelings. Well, this is a dicey spot to be in because, of course, feelings are caused by our thoughts and sometimes our thoughts are less than clear. So if I'm going into this with mixed feelings, we better have some way, a method to get the concerns that you have out on the table clearly, which is sometimes more challenging than we anticipate because some people really just want to rely on their gut or call it intuition or their feelings. But if we go that direction, it's really not going to serve the group process of deciding very well. If we just say, you're going with your gut and your gut says no, I'm going to be like, uh, no, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> you got to you gotta get in touch with your gut. Um, but whatever is causing the mixed feeling, we have to explore that constructively and transparently. Then we move more to the right side. So again, we've talked about so far and the left side is in favor of. The next choice is I'm okay, but I have some reservations. Third is I have mixed feelings. The next one is, well, I'm not really in favor, but I will commit. And that means I'm going to support the decision. Maybe I don't really love the executive that you put in front of me, but their responsibilities and the scope of their role may not affect me directly or daily. So I can ultimately live with that decision. And then the very last one to the right side of the spectrum is I have the right to veto the candidate. I cannot accept this decision. Maybe this particular executive that you're hiring oversees service and I'm the head of the sales division. And I think, oh my gosh, we'd have to work lockstep. We'd have to partner together on the development and the execution of strategies. We'd have to collaborate on customer. We have to align to the ideal customer experience. And I just don't think, oh my gosh, this person isn't the right fit. And so in this case as well, it is important to be thoughtful and articulate and clear about the why. So if I'm vetoing it, then I should be able to explain my rationale and my choices and the why. I'll kind of pause there and I want to summarize what we've talked about so far. And I want you to think about leaders that you've worked with and also you. What do you tend to do? And is the approach that you're using to decide working well for you? And are you universally applying one of these or maybe are you doing a mix? As a best practice, sometimes having a mix of these styles depending on the situation may be completely appropriate. So if I am authoritative in terms of decision-making, I have three choices. I can fully own it and do it, or I can inform you, or I can consult with you. Those are my choices. If I'm being more collaborative, I could take a democratic approach, a consenting approach, or a consensus approach. And again, the difference between consenting and consensus, consenting, I'm aligning agreement and support. Consensus is we all totally agree, which we all know in the real world is very difficult to do. Now let's look at it if you are participating in that collaborative decision-making, you could have the following spectrum of choices. In the very left side, you're in favor of the decision. If we start moving to the right, I could be okay with it, 
with some reservations, and those reservations need to be communicated. I could also have some mixed feelings about it. I want to support those with thoughts, examples, and specifics. I could move to the, I'm not in favor of it, but I will commit and support the decision. And then the far right side is I veto it. I just can't support it. The important message here that I want you to take away from this episode is that in the absence of deciding how to decide, the leader typically chooses, and then sometimes people on the team judge those choices, maybe because they wanted to provide input, or maybe because they truly disagree, or maybe because the leader does it differently every single time, and that's confusing or disempowering. I want you to bring up this topic with your leadership team, or if you're a leader, to think about it. Decide how to decide. So in the leadership team, or frankly, any team, the decision is more fully supported. I am so confident that you've all been in a position when it hasn't been supported, and you know that feeling, the frustration, and also the bad perception it causes to the organization as a whole particularly when you're not aligned on a leadership team. So decide to decide so that any decision you make is implemented respectfully, effectively, and sustainably. Be a good role model for decision-making on purpose. And speaking of decision-making, how hard is it to decide what to do with drama in your work environment? Ew! Join me next time. We're going to tackle what it is and what to do about it. 